We are so excited that this latest message from Truth Movement Church can meet you where you are today. This message from TMC will help you to apply the truth of God's Word to your everyday life. It's practical and powerful. Enjoy His Word. With that being said, today is, um, I think today is just an appetizer um, to just get our, to get our, our, our palate ready. Um, to receive. Um, if you don't mind, turn to the, the, the uh, first John chapter four. We've got one verse today. I'm, I'm going to do this a little different. I'm not going to read the verse just yet. First John chapter four, verse 19, NIV version. We'll save the, the verse for a minute and we'll get to it. First John chapter four, verse 19. It amazes me how we struggle with ele- electronics. We were more efficient with a paper Bible. <laughs> Shout amen when you got it. You can go ahead and throw up this first, um, this first point. Um, the first thought that I want you to write down is the foundations of love. Verses First John chapter four verse nineteen and our first thought, our first phrase we'll deal with is the foundations of love. I believe um, that many of us suffer um, from a flawed foundation of love. And until we can understand what went into the foundation and then address the things in our foundation, I think it's going to be very difficult for us to function and facilitate love. As life goes on, people are brought into your life that you're called to love. But if the foundation was bad or if it's flawed, you will always struggle with the different facets of love that need to come from you and flow to you. Before I I form or we form our first word, before we take our first step, before we can even recognize what love is, I am helplessly in need of being loved. Helplessly in need of being loved. Before I can even truly grasp who my mother is, before I can truly grasp who my father is, I still have this desperate need to be loved. Regardless of who you are, all of us have been there. And depending on the environment that you were birthed into um, or the climate that you were birthed into, that will sometimes determine um, your ability to facilitate or function in love as you move on. So if the climate wasn't right that I was born into, my ability to facilitate love, my ability to function in love will be stressed. God being the great creator that he is, um, he, he perfectly put this polarity in man and in woman to create the perfect environment of love that we could be birthed into. Uh, in, in, the, in the mother, um, he put this ability to just love unconditionally. And at a very young age, I learned that I'm loved just because I am. I, I could just sit here and slob all day. My mother is going to love me. 
I learned very early that I shouldn't have to do anything to be loved. I should just be loved because I am here, because I am me, because I've been birthed by my mom. She just shows me that. She has this, this ability, this innate ability to, be, to do so. And I believe that God has given that ability to the office of a mother. At the same time, he has also given this, this, this peculiar way of loving to the father. Now, a father's love is, is, is more authoritative. He still loves me, but it's more authoritative. It, is, it, is, it, it demands something of me. I can't just lay there for daddy. Daddy wants to see some pro- progress in order for me to see the full display of his love. He, he loves me, but his love is just a bit different than my mother's love. And in this environment, in that polarity, God places a child to ensure that they can experience love in its fullest fashion until they can get that child to God who is love. Yeah. But just like the North and the South Pole, sets the climate for the earth. And if there are the slightest changes in the north of the, of the South Pole, if, if, if the climate is not right in my mother, and if the climate is not right in my father, it changes the climate of love in my life. So I'll struggle all of my life trying to, to understand how I should be loved and, 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 and how I need to love simply because the foundation that I came from was all broken. And mama didn't mean not to love me because she wanted to love me, but because she had never experienced love herself, when she looked at me, she was saying to herself, I wish this baby loves me because I never, I've never been loved. But in turn, she was supposed to be loving me and giving me what I needed so that I could grow in love. I had this thought that when a child does not experience unconditional love, um, they grow trying to be the object of love. They, 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 they grow specifically for little girls. They, they, they try to cultivate themselves and cultivate their bodies and cultivate their dress to be the right object to be loved. Because when a mother loves me unconditionally, there's a certain amount of self-confidence that I just have because all I have to do is show up, baby, and you're going to love me. But when I don't receive the unconditional love that is a necessity as I grow as a foundation, I, I, I grow and I'm always trying to be the right object. And then when, as I look out and, and as I look for a spouse or as I look for a significant other, they have to be the right object for me to love. So for the boy who does not get that unconditional love, um, he, he grows understanding that he needs to cultivate money, power, and success. I don't really care about anything else. All I have to do is make myself look like the right object so she will love me. I think so many of us have been destroyed by a bad foundation, love. We, 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 we get married under a bad foundation of love. And we wonder why we fall out of love 
five years in. When you really think about what I'm saying is that I never said fall in love. I said function in love. I said facilitate love. And if anybody believes that all you have to do is fall in love, I can promise you, you will fall out of love. Love is meant to be facilitated. Love is something that takes knowledge, understanding, and action. You have to make sure that you're intentional about love. You don't trip into love. I'm intentional about what I love. So we get married and, and, and we become husbands and we become wives and, and some of us are single still looking for the right object and we're still trying to cultivate ourselves into the right object and we oftentimes get mad at love and the process itself because we didn't understand that our foundation was just simply, are simply bad. The verse that I gave you, First um, John four nineteen. It is tucked away in so much heavy scripture about love. It's just, it's just tucked away in there. And, and I was very intentional about just pulling this one out because I want to deal with it later, so I'm not going to read it all for you. But John says something that I thought was so powerful. He says, we love because he first loved us. We love. Because we've experienced love. Early December, I had, um, <clears throat> I purchased what, what is, in my opinion, um, a very expensive mixer. Um, Y'all don't know my budget, <laughs> but to me, this was a very expensive mixer. My mom was coming in town, and I've, I've seen, this is no joke, I've seen my mother cook, all, cook out a stove. Like, the stove says, Mama, I don't want no more. I'm done. And we've had to replace the stove because she's cooked that way on the stove. So I knew that if she was coming for the holidays, I had to get a good mixer so that it could outlast her. And uh, I said to myself, well, Wanzel, since she's only going to be here for the holidays, you know, she, um, she's only going to cook a few cakes. I'm going to get my money's worth out of this. So um, without any experience, without any background in baking, I decided that I was going to start baking everything from scratch. Everything. I started out with cookies. Camille's not in here, but she was, she was just in love with the cookies. I started out with cookies, and I cooked cookies a few times, and I said, well, babe, I'm thinking I'm going to graduate to a pound cake. And uh, I went to a pound cake. And now here's the thing, y'all. I'm not just playing with this stuff. It's good. I got, I got an amen corner. It was good. I went from baking cookies, and I did all those sorts, assortment of cookies, and I did some, some, some pound cake. And then I said, you know, I'm a, I'm a big fan of a good key lime pie, and I'm going to cook a key lime pie. So I cooked a few key lime pies. Um, and, and, and all of this, watch this. Now, all of this in my mind was just preparing me for the height of my baking experience, which was a chocolate cake. Everything I was doing was giving me the practice um, and the know-how to bake this chocolate cake. The problem that I had with the chocolate cake, and the reason why I had to build up some confidence for it, was because, in my humble opinion, I've tasted the best chocolate cake on the planet. It resides at a restaurant by the name of Seven Bites. 
this is this is this is not a play play chocolate cake. This is no chocolate cake that you will find at a Longhorns or anywhere else. And I'm not disrespecting those places, but this chocolate cake. If Jesus was to eat chocolate cake, that is the chocolate cake that Jesus would eat. Listen, if if you want to get me a birthday present, get me a slice. I don't need a whole cake. Just get me a slice of the cake. It'll be enough for me. I promise you it will. But the challenge I had with my chocolate cake was that I had experienced a very good chocolate cake, in my opinion, one of the best chocolate cakes on the face of the planet. So I, but what it did for me is that it gave me a reference for what I wanted to do. So I, I found a recipe that I thought would give me, you know, get me in the, in the ballpark of what I had experienced at Seven Bites. I went and got all of my ingredients. <clears throat> I came home um, and my, my family is there and they're watching me go to work. And, and, and you know, my recipe is calling for six cups of flour, but I don't want to use all-purpose flour because I've experienced a good chocolate cake, so I can't put all-purpose flour. I'm going to use cake flour because I need it to be a certain moistness. I need it to be a certain place. And, and, and the recipe was calling for just straight cocoa, but I knew I couldn't use straight cocoa because I had to, you know, I needed a tartness of a, of a dark chocolate. So I, because I, I, I had looked at my recipe and I had the experience at Seven Bites, I said, no, I can't just put all cocoa in there. I got to put a mixture of the two. And when I bake this thing, y'all, well, I'm telling you, when, when this thing got finished, it was amazing. I'm not tooting my own horn. I'm just, I just get down. It was amazing. My family watched me as I labored in the kitchen. I wouldn't get all the ingredients. I stood in there um, X amount of hours to get this thing done. And although, watch this, although the cake had come through my hand to them, that cake did not originate with me. That cake originated with seven bites. The amazingness that my family was able to experience in that moment by, 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 by tasting that cake, it all started with my experience yeah. 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 with seven bites. John says, we love because he first loved us. He says, now listen to this. He says, we are loving. We just love him. We love him. We love him. We love him. We love him at the highest possible level simply because he first loved us. When I start to talk about foundations of love and the brokenness that we have in love, all you simply have to do to fix the foundation issue that you have is to experience the love of God. John says we love because he first loved us. He is saying that this love that I have didn't originate with me. It originated in heaven and I'm experiencing a piece of heaven and my family gets to experience a piece of heaven because I had an experience with him. Dad, the chocolate cake was so good and all I'm saying it came from seven pints. It was amazing, Dad. You did a great job. Yeah, but it came from seven bites. It didn't originate with me. And what I want you to understand is this. The kind of love that you desire and need does not originate with man. It originates with God. He says we love because he first loved us. So I looked at the text a little closer. And... The, the blessing that we have with the Bible um, is that it was 
initially written in Greek, New Testament. And when I looked at John's words, I said, well, I got to dive into that word love. What was he saying? And the, the Greek language does such a better job at explaining and dissecting the word of love. And I wanted to take two seconds to dive into this. The types of love, the facets of love that we experience. The first facet of love I want you to just take note of, because we're going to keep touching it as we push forward, is storage. It's the Greek word storage. Everybody say that with me, storage. Not storage, storage. Um, Storage speaks to family love. It speaks to parental love. It speaks to love of, of siblings. Listen to me. Storage is the first love that we ever experience. By out storage. It is the first love that we feel. It is the first love that we realize because the way that God set this thing up, he births you into a family so that you experience that kind of love first. The next kind of love that, that the Greeks have detailed for us is phileo. Everybody say phileo. Phileo, phileo is brotherly love. It is a genuine love for mankind. Um, our city, Philadelphia, Um, comes from this root word, phileo. It is the city of brotherly love. It simply means just a love for all mankind. Um, We get our word philanthropy from this word phileo. Philanthropy is charity, and you give to men just because I want to give to you. It is brotherly love. It is just a love for all mankind. Now, here's the thing. This love right here is the highest level of love you can reach apart from God. Just a love for all mankind. I just love my brother. It is a brotherly love. The third type of love, which is not mentioned in the Bible, but it is mentioned in Greek, is eros. Everybody say eros. Eros. It is the type of love that speaks to intimacy. It speaks to passion. It oftentimes references sex. Um, We get our, our English word erotic from this word eros. The fourth and final love that I want to talk about is the word agape. We've heard that word before, yes? Um, This level of love encompasses all of the other loves that we talked about. This is the highest level of love that any man can attain, and you cannot attain this level of love apart from God. You, You virtually cannot get here unless you establish a relationship with God. You will never experience agape. So watch me now. John says, we love because he first loved us. What he is saying in the text is that we agape because he agaped us. He says, listen, his love has no object. We just love. He didn't say our storage. He didn't say our phileo. He didn't say our arrows. He says agape. Agape encompasses all other love. So what, what he is saying is I'm able to love fully at the highest level in every stream of love that has to flow from me. Every stream of love that has to come to me, I fully love in that vein as well. He says, I just love at the highest level at all levels of love. Do you understand the strain and the demand that is placed on you to love? Can you comprehend all of the levels of love that need to come from you and flow to you? 
Many of us never grew up in a family with, with, with a, in a two-parent household. So we never got to experience storage at its fullest. Many of us have never felt the intimacy that we desire to feel. We've never experienced arrows at its fullest. I don't even, I can't even comprehend loving somebody outside of my family, so we've never experienced phileo at its fullest. But John says, I agape because he agape us. I love in all forms of love. I love in all fashions of love because he agape us. So this is the way I want to show it to you. Devin, come in for a second. Come right here. Janai, come here for a second. Stand on this side. Take a step forward. Right there. John says, we love because he first loved us. And what he's explaining to us is that all of the loves that he's on the hook for he loves at the highest level because he, he was agape. He was loved to the fullness by God. Um, I ask these folks to come up here um, because uh, Portia has a need. You have a need? What's your need? I need $7.77. That's specific. $7.77. That's what you need. Brandon, you got a need? <laughs> What's your need? $2.27. That's specific, sir. You sure you need two twenty-seven? dollars 27 you you have a need? What's your need? A dollar and seven cents. So you need $7.77. You need $2.27. You need a dollar and seven cents. She needs $7.77. Do you have that? Okay, can you give her the $7.77? You said you needed $2.27. <laughs> you have $2.27? Give him the 227. You need a dollar oh seven. You have a dollar oh seven? Give it a dollar oh seven. Now, it is interesting to me that one man is able to meet very specific needs from very different people. You needed $7.77. You needed $2.27. You needed $1.07. You had a need for $7.77. You had a need for $2.27. You had a need of $1.07. And Devin was able to meet the need. 
Why were you able to meet the need, Devin? Because I had it. Where'd you get it from? <laughs> from God. I got it from, from the pastor. Okay. Watch this now. I wanted to put him on the spot a little bit. <laughs> the reason why Devin was able to meet the need of Portia is because I gave him exactly what he needed to meet her need of $7.77. The reason why she had a need of $7.77 is because I gave her what to need. I told him that he needed $2.27, and he went to Devin, who had it, because I gave him the resources to meet that need. I told her that she needed $1.07, and I told her that she could ask Devin for $1.07 because I gave him the resources to meet that specific need. We said that we love in arrows, we love in storage, we love in, in phileo. And what I'm trying to get you to understand is this, is that God feeds all of those other veins of love, those specific veins of love that people need from you. But you have to come in contact with him so that he gives you the resources for the needs of the people in your life. So now here's the thing. She needed a very specific love. And what agape does is make sure that you can meet that need, but not give this one what it doesn't need. You see, you see, agape makes sure that I can keep. I don't get my lines crossed. You, you see, I'm, 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 I have to make sure that I, I love her a certain way and, and meet a specific need. But this is this is phileo over here, and I can't get that crossed up. And 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 I, I can't get this over here crossed up with arrows because that just doesn't work. He makes sure agape makes sure that it gives you the specific resource for that specific need, so you can love people freely. You can love people fully at the highest level when you come in contact with the highest level of love. All they had to do was ask. They just had to state the need and he had it. Can I go deeper? Oh, gosh. Devin won't mind me saying this. Devin's father wasn't in his life. Wasn't in his life. But now he has to love and meet a very specific need of a girl whose father wasn't in her life. But because he's connected to the resource... Where he should have been broke. God gives him the resource to meet her very specific need. Listen to me. I wouldn't try to love without God's love. I wouldn't do it without his love. So then Devin comes in contact with a young man who lost his mother at a very young age. And Devin needs to be a very specific love for this young man because he knows that this man needs some guidance. And this man doesn't know how to ask for it, but because I gave him the need, he knew that he could go to him because he had the resource. Oh, God. Listen, John says we love, we love. We just love because he first loved us. So here's the thing. God gives Devin the resources to allow a young girl, a young vulnerable girl to come into his life and know that he is going to love her with the right kind of love, the exact love that she needs. Because God gave him the resource. And when Eros is involved, 
it'll take you places that you don't need to go. But when, listen to me now, when your, when, when your streams of love are attached to the sea of love, then you don't have to worry about wells running dry. You don't have to worry about the streams running dry. Because when streams run dry, I typically just try to go get water from some other place and put it there that don't belong. And what I'm saying to you is this. I have to be connected to the sea of love. Take your seat. Thank you. I'm finished for today. But I want you to understand at the basis of this thing is that everything that we talk about, every discussion that we have is going to flow through that vein. It's flowing through that vein. Because I can't accomplish the demands placed on me. I, 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 I can't love my wife properly if my love isn't coming from God. You, 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 you've heard it all the time. It's, well, you know, we were, everything was doing fine. We were in love and, and we had been married for 10 years and we just fell out of love. But when I'm tied to a sea of love, and that sea is God, when I'm tied to a sea of love, he says, listen, we just love everybody that comes in and out of my life, my children, my friends, my wife, my coworkers. I know how to love them in a way that honors God because I'm connected to a sea of love. And then I'm able to give them exactly what they need. I always tell this, this story, and I mention it a lot, is that there was, me and my wife had been married for oh, three to five years. I always say five, but it's not necessarily that. And when we got ready to do this series, I said to myself, Wanzo, this is real for you. This is not something, um, this is not theory for me. Because I've experienced God's love. And it changed the way that I love my wife. You see, because my foundation was broken, I thought I had it all figured out. And I was frustrating her and I was frustrating me. (laughs) But then one day I finally gave my life to God and I came into relationship with him. And he changed the way that I loved her and it met her need for love. And then all of a sudden the love that she was giving to me, it it was enough. It was always enough, but I couldn't see it as such. Listen to me. All of the streams of love that you're responsible for, all of the demands of love that are on you, you can't go at love by yourself. I've got to be backed by a sea of love. John says, I just love because he first loved me. Thank you for streaming the latest message from Truth Movement Church. We pray that you found something in God's word that you can deposit into your heart for future use. To stay connected with our ministry, like us on Facebook or Instagram, or learn more about us by visiting www.truthmovementchurch.org.